I think instead of doing a year-end review, like, you know, like everyone does, I'm just, it just sounds too corny, right? So I, th- I figured instead, instead of just kind of recounting all the bullshit like nobody gives a fuck about, I'm just going to read this Frank Zappa article that I found about why he hated people. <laughs> it's called... Well, it's from Louder Magazine, and it's actually... Actually, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that to you, but it's tempting. It would be like performance art, but I couldn't put you guys through that. So buckle up for some bullshit year-end review. Well, yes, the year has wrapped up. It's over. That's a wrap. Put a bow on it. Stick a fork in it. How was your Christmas? Did you have that one uncle, that one weird uncle that came over, didn't say a word to anybody, just grabbed a plate of food, went in the other room, just sat and ate it, and then got up and left? You know, was it one of those kind of awkward, awkward Christmases, awkward silence? You know, it's kind of like those, kind of like those businesses that don't get any business, you know? that you just show up for and it's like just being there just kind of drags just sucks the life out of you just takes the energy from your existence from your life from (laughs) everything was it one of those christmases or was it just kind of like just overwhelmed with the momentum of good energy and everybody just had the perfect thing to say at the right time and it wasn't strange or forced or contrived or awkward or and, uh, you know, it's hard. Sometimes I know it's hard. Like, I don't know, the older you get, the harder it is to open gifts in front of people. Cause you're like, Ugh. you know, like, I don't know. The, the energy just seems to come out of the process or the, the excitement rather, because I don't know, you get into more, I don't know, you're into, you're more interested in what, uh, what other people are interested in. You're more interested in other people you're interested in just looking at other people's reactions you know it's like i don't know um but this is kind of is this is this finally the year in review no yes i guess leave nothing on the table leave nothing on the table it's not a year in review it's it's did you get a lot of shit done did you get a lot of shit taken care of right and so because like you if you're gonna you gotta stay you have to stay busy um it's incumbent upon you to mm, i just never understood like time off like sitting at home like staring at the wall like why like to do what to do to not do something like your body is in a state of constant inertia so you want to get the most out of it you want to get the most out of your you know you don't have to get up early you don't have to stay up late you can optimize your time you know so um like you don't like i don't know there's a happy medium it's like um like i was you know, I'm reading this Elon Musk biography. I'm listening to the audiobook. I got the book, but I'm still listening to the audiobook. But I take a guy like him, and and right now we're kind of in that 
we're in that wild era of it's like a reboot of like the iron age industrial tycoons right we're like a we're like at a, at a reboot of that so you got you got bill gates jeff bezos elon and mm, i don't know richard branson i guess um i don't really put him in that same class he's kind of he's more of a hippie that just kind of got he just he was like he's like jesus right he's like a hippie that kind of like I don't know. People uh, mm, put a lot, gave him too much power or something. I don't know. <laughs> he's not, he's just not that, um, he's not, he's not that, uh, oh, what's the word? He's just not, he's a, he's aggressive and he's really, uh, he's a brilliant negotiator according to uh, stories I've heard, and and then uh, I even well, I even read his biography a long time ago, the very first one, um, Lo- losing my virginity or whatever it was. Brilliant negotiator, but he's just not a. Um, he's not the type that just kind of, once you're down, he steps on your neck. Not like the Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk types, because those two, those two guys fucking hate each other, and I think that, um, well, Elon Mu- and and Musk hates. Bill Gates too, because Gates is always trying to short him, short his stock. He's always got those short sellers, right? Musk hates the oh man, those short sellers just make him insane. But you know, but that's the that's what I'm talking about is not leaving anything on the table. Like when I was reading and 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 then describing like how he had a pay plan in place where if he were to. Uh, meet the goal of 5,000 cars per month at Tesla early on back in whenever it was eight, 2018 he stood to get a huge payday and but the current rate of production was nowhere near that not even half that so he just rolled up the sleeves he went and he created a way to make another 3,000 a month on top of the 2,000 a month that he already had like Every ounce of time, like, so he doesn't take, you know, he, he literally just puts a makeshift assembly line together, right? So this is a guy that doesn't take vacations, right? And, but here's, but then you, the flip side of that is Jeff Bezos, who, you know, he, he has, now he has the world's largest yacht. Um, you know, he is, he is, he's kind of like, it dawned on him that he's a billionaire now, I guess, because he's like all yoked out and he's got some Latino girlfriend who's you know, he's probably kind of nasty, but in a good way, you know, but he buys shit and he takes vacations and he goes places and stuff like that. Not Musk. Fuck. He's like, fuck that shit. Last time I went on a vacation, I went to South Africa and got malaria and almost died. So fuck all that. And the time before that, he said the vacation I went on, they ousted me from the PayPal board, (laughs) the board of PayPal. So I don't blame him. So conceivably, inevitably, I don't, I I go places. I don't. I don't consider vacations, but I get away, right? So, what did I do this year? It's a. Mm, is it a year in review or is it like don't leave? Did I leave anything on the table? Did I leave any loose ends that didn't? You know that I didn't capitalize on, right? I guess would be a more profound way of saying it. And um, so I did. 
uh, early on, it was, oh God, early on we did, uh, it's just, it went by fast. It just went by fast. Um, and you only get, I think that's the reason why, I think that's why we have this from the 26th to the 31st, that six day lull, that void of just nothingness. Like everything's kind of like, ugh. You know, like, right, I'm just, you know, like the donor centers are kind of slow. They're kind of, again, it's like those businesses are sitting around. They got to, the employees got to stare at each other because there's nothing to do. It's like, oh, it's mind numbing. Like those are the, those are the worst, most regrettable kind of gaps in my, or uh, instances in my past is like those time gaps you don't get back. You know, when you're, when I was out selling cars and, you know, you sometimes, on slow days, particularly on a, like a summer afternoon on a Tuesday or Wednesday, you know, like two in the afternoon, you've been out on the lot, you've been standing out on the lot, the sun, it's like 115, nobody's coming through, it's like, all you've done is just stand there, because, you know, your company doesn't allow you to like be on your phone or smoke cigarettes or, you know, bird dog chicks like <laughs> what what the fuck did jerry lee lose just arrive <laughs> jerry lee lose just entered the chat and i hear bird dog and them chicks get a piece of that little old thing in between their legs i'll, I'll tell you right now here i'm gonna marry my cousin god damn god damn i'm tortured <laughs> uh no but it's always always seemed like i was kind of like fucking just uh like for example like in way back in march when i got word that there was gonna be like three feet of snow in grass valley which is very rare i mean it's like it's like 2500 feet up there something like that but it's not i mean that's the snow line is usually somewhere or just below that but man this year i was like we got dumped on. And this is, of course, was the same time I had entered the uh, lottery for the Mount Whitney climb and uh, to do the trail. Not thinking that that all this snow that's stacking up that we drove up to Grass Valley to see it and got stuck, almost got stuck in. Uh, we were literally like, like we were leaving the hotel the next morning, and my lady's like. Uh, are we going to make it home? And I couldn't answer her with a hundred percent certainty. Excuse me. That boy is a PIG pig. But, but, uh, nevertheless. So yeah, we made up to grass Valley on a whim, had dinner just to, just to see the snow. But it was like one of those things where you just, you got, you, you have to go now. You have to go now. And you can't think about it. You just have to react, you know. And um, Jesus. But uh, yeah, other than, you know, so this time, this little six-day gap, this kind of, is probably the only time to really reflect anyway. And I'm not, I don't know. I'm not really interested in like all the wellness type guys. You know, I mean, I discovered if, I think a few more podcasts this year. Chris Williamson was a good one. Very British. 
I don't know. Um, but uh, other than that, God, I blew through another engine this year. It just that's that's starting to starting to wear on me a little. <laughs> like fuck, last two cars just blown engine, boom, back to back, baby, just riding it, riding it hard. But again, it's like keeping with the theme of leaving nothing on the table. Get every ounce you can out of that. Just fucking drive it into the dirt, right? And, uh, yeah, so it boiled down to just a simple little, um, you know, got another car, um, caught, you know, I, I caught, um, I caught some good live events this year. Um, let's see. Oh, that's right. We did some baseball. Shit. I almost forgot. Made it, made it back to Giants Stadium. Got to see a Giants game, play the D-Rays. That was a nice night. Went well. God, you know, for Christmas night, this is just my, you know, this is, look, you can hate me all you want, but. So Christmas night, I, I'm, um, my lady's like, let's, uh, you want to go to the casino? I'm like, why, yes, I do. So we, uh, but I wanted to go there for dinner because I knew I could get in there for dinner. I didn't want, I wanted to do something nice. I didn't want to throw my money away. But I thought, yeah, they're going to have, they're going to have, they'll have their restaurants. That's the one place you could probably depend on because all day I was driving around. Um, nothing, nothing was open. Um, like in and out, none of the fast food. Um, just I don't know. There, there's, I I don't really subscribe a whole lot to Christmas that much, in the way of like 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 why we're why we're celebrating because I think it's a I think it's a hoax, right? And I think it's been hijacked by the Christians, but um, I think it's more of a psychedelic thing. I think um, I think it's <laughs> look. I just think that the the you know, the Vikings didn't uh, look like we pictured them. Um, and that most of Scandinavia was high on mushrooms as well as their reindeer. And that's kind of where we get Christmas is kind of like Norwegian customs and uh, shamanistic ceremonies and things like that. But I don't, so I don't buy into Christmas a whole lot, but I still think on the day of that, you know, as a show of respect, shut your shit down. And, um, but the casinos are open. So we went and we went in cause I'm like, all right, I'm gonna take a cheat day. I'm gonna fucking eat some food. I'm gonna go sit next to an ice sculpture in the buffet. I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna eat a lot of fucking, we get there. There's two, there's two different cordoned off lanes of travel. One with reservations, one without reservations. In the buffet, I'm like, damn. And we got uh, we got uh, kind of intercepted by this um, this large uh, person with probably who probably has pronouns in their Twitter bio, and they said uh, mm, we're at capacity, like no more buffet. I get shut. Like they just they took account of all the crab legs, and they they you know. They said, nah, they divided by 12 and it was, wasn't happening. 
well, what else you got? They got the steakhouse. Fucking let's go. Get into the steakhouse. So It's so nice. We walk in there, and it's... The place is packed out. The whole casino's packed out. Like, people don't give a fuck about the holiday. I, or, I don't know, maybe they had a nice Norman Rockwell setting type um, Christmas in the morning and then just fucking hightailed it to the casino, grabbed their oxygen tanks and their wheelchairs and fucking burned rubber. And uh, But we get in the steakhouse and it's like, the host said, uh, do you have reservations? I said, no. She said... And right when she's about to shoot me down, she said, oh, I just got a cancellation. And then she just grabbed two menus and sat us at a fucking bomb table. Because that's how I roll. And I'm not going to apologize for it. My lady even rolls her eyes at it. Because every time we pull into an establishment, I'm talking about all these retail centers, restaurant places, malls, what have you, where it's like good luck finding a parking spot. There's always one right up front waiting for me. And I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't explain it. Okay, just look. It just is what it is, right? But um, so we did that Christmas night. Is uh, we went to a nice steakhouse, and uh, and I think I thought that was fitting. I thought that was nice. But here we are, the week long void, the lull. Um, and. It's just, it, it's dark enough to make you want to reflect on the year. The year in review, right? Saw some shows. Again, went to, went to a minor league game. Got to go see Bill Burr. One of my heroes. One of my, one of my, I think, not necessarily on the Mount Rushmore of comedy, but real close. He's there with, like, I think with Rodney. And, uh... But not not quite as high, say, as like Eddie Murphy, you know. But uh, real close. But but that was cool. Got to see him. Dean Del Rey. Fucking Joe Bartnick. I like those guys. I like them because they're kind of like, they're not the, they're not the Joe Rogan clique. But I like those guys too. I don't know. Shane Gillis. Ari Shafir. Those guys are funny. But it's like, it, they're like the... It seems like they're like the trendsetters. They're like the mean girls of 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 uh, comedy, you know? Like Tom Segura and those guys. Um, but but over here in this this weird, dark, kind of quiet, kind of brooding corner is the Bill Burr crew with Joe Bartnick. Guys that just, you know, they got beat with their Hot Wheels track when they were kids. Now they're doing comedy. <laughs> so, so there's that. And, uh, but here it is. I mean, I'm going to lead you into a uh, completely and utterly seamless transition into my, my year in review. Hope you enjoy. Just hold me tight. And leave on the light. Cause I don't wanna go. And if you let me stay, we'll dance our lives away. You make me feel like dancing. I wanna dance night away. What's up, everybody? What's up, people? What's going on? Alright, fine. I'll do the ubiquitous 
fucking cliched fucking year-end review. Let's, I feel like, uh, you know, I just feel like a lot of gratitude and I feel like, oh, you know, every day was a journey and shut the fuck up, man. Nobody wants to hear that shit. <laughs> you know, shut the fuck up. There really is. There's a, uh, there's an article on Frank Zappa that I'm kind of, I've been putting on the back burner here and it's from Louder Magazine, which I've, I've never heard of, but it's online. It popped up in my, my news feed and it's just, uh, it just begin. <laughs> it just begins with, uh, talk about Frank Zappa, who I think is just the, he's just kind of this strange anomaly, like, um, but it just says he was incapable of saying anything fond about anyone or anything. Affection didn't exist in his life. Only weird sex. Semicolon. How Frank Zappa survived the 70s. <laughs> of course. So throughout the 70s, he hated the hippies, loved jazz as much as rock, and played dumb with incredible technical prowess, making his music thrillingly unique. That's kind of for sure, because like he was... I mean, he was out there, man. He was out there, man. Like, um, he did have... The one thing I know about him is he obviously had the money to pr produce his music, regardless of how much of it was consumed. It seemed like it was always kind of in, like an indie operation going on with him, you know? Um... Much like um, Cormac McCarthy, right? Who I just... He, he, he passed away this year. He, he came out... And the motherfucker came out with two books this year. Not just one, but two. Um, which, they're both connected, but they were released separately. But still, dude was 89 or 90. Cranking out a couple... Like, fuck. Like, that's a... Like, writing a book is a physical effort, too. You know, sitting there just pecking away. I don't know. At um, a keyboard for two, three, four, five hundred pages. Um, that's no easy feat. Um, and his first book, uh, The Orchard Keeper, he, it only sold like 5,000 copies or something. He's like, fuck it. Let's get back to work, right? Was that his first book? The Orchard Keeper? Like, that is a... Fa like, if somebody... Is there a biography that exists of him? I don't... Probably not, because he was so... He was so, like... Reticent of anybody else. Like, he just kind of hung out with a bunch of scientists. Cormac McCarthy's... First novel. Go is ba do ba do do. Yep, the Orchard Keeper, nineteen sixty-five. Ends with the word dust. His final novel, Stella Maris, which was the companion to the other book he wrote this year. Uh, I think it was called The Passenger. 
uh, allows only the briefest interval between an equivalent termination. Finishing with the central character saying she is waiting for the end of something. Okay. All right. I don't know what compelled this person to write that. All I did was Google you, man. You didn't have to, like, give me some weird cryptic kind of treasure hunt to start. Jesus Christ. But, uh, 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 but his was, um, yeah, so he came out with a couple books this year. Chuck Polina came out with a book this year, who, um, I think he's just so twisted, and I love it. Um, there's guys that'll have built-in audiences like him, because there's some freaky deekies out there, and he's kind of like their, he's kind of like their, their king, right? Um... I was on my way to the the little gym this morning to go do my workout, and I there was some um, some girl up a up way up the front of the complex with a shitty dye job, and I just thought to myself, "There's nothing I like better than a shitty dye job," you know. But why is the Russian women just kind of monopolize that? Why do Russian women just corner the market on shitty dye jobs, right? But uh, this has been a, it was a, it was a good year. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave out a lot of shit, but I'm, and I'm gonna breeze through some shit. But nobody gives a fuck, John. Seriously, nobody gives a fuck what you did this year, right? They got their own lives to lead, you know. Everybody's busy. Everybody's got shit to do, you know. There's single mothers out there raising, raising kids with three jobs. They don't need to hear your bullshit. All right, calm down. Jesus. Sorry, man. But this, to me, this was the year, I guess, of the biography. Um, I, I've, uh, it seems like I always kind of end up gravitating towards biographies. Um, I'm just fascinated by people. I mean, people make, oh, excuse me. They, uh, I don't know. What makes people tick is just always, uh, and the more esoteric, the better, or the more, the more, I don't know, just outrageous. Um, of course, like, I, um, I did the Steve Martin biography, which was good. It's very, tan- it was very, very, it was very much like Steve Martin. It's very clean, concise, mm. It had its moments, and you came away feeling, hmm, all right. But it is, but it was a, a tip, kind of a manual. I was talking to my mom about, like, the Mount Rushmore of of uh, stand-up comedy, right? And uh, I don't know. I've always kind of gravitated towards those guys. They're just because they're all so fucking whack, you know? And uh, typically, it seems nowadays... <laughs> People like Tom Segura aren't, uh, they aren't kind of riding that edge like people like Sam Kinison and uh, Mitch Hedberg and Richard Pryor, people in the past. They've kind of learned from that previous generation, I guess. But, uh, but on the Mount Rushmore of stand-up comedy, 
Of course, there's always like, you always got to have like Lenny Bruce, George Carlin, Richard Pryor. And then after that, it's, it's kind of like a bunch of like, you got to have those three. And then there's a bunch of like fucking honorable, honorable, honorable mentions, you know, that could go up there in place. I would say Eddie Murphy. Um, I would say Bill Cosby. I mean, fuck. I mean, dude was huge. You know, he's a rapist. Um, isn't it fascinating? His wife still just, just buys into his bullshit, right? He didn't do it. And his TV wife. Oh, he didn't do nothing. Like, okay, that's so weird. Women just standing up for men now than this. Are we? I guess we're not in the Me Too. Me Too is over. I don't know. But, um, and who else? Like, fucking Robin Williams, right? I mean, come on. Um, anyway, yeah, those guys. Yeah. The also Rens, the honorable mentions. Eddie Murphy, Bill Cosby, Robin Williams. And then, then right off the back of them, Sam Kennison, Mitch Hedberg, Dave Chappelle, right? Um, Stephen Wright. You know, you got to give that guy his due. But, uh, so yeah, I got into like biographies. People fascinate, you know, it's just like, what, you know, what led you to this point? You know? What hardships, I guess. I am started. I just started uh, the book uh, Hellfire, the Jerry Lee Lewis biography by Nick Toshis, who, um, fucking, fucking great writer. And, um, God damn, that's a good book, you know? And, uh, Dude, he was whack. He was whack. It, the first opening kind of chapter, first sequence, is him coming up to the gates of Graceland, trying to ram the gates of Graceland, yelling, he wants he want to see the king, Jerry Lee Lewis. He's out there. The security guards aren't having it, and they call the cops. And uh, But the killer, Jerry Lee Lewis, all hopped up on some of that corn whiskey. Want to see the king? He ain't leaving to get to see the king. They fucking hauled his ass off. Like those people, they're wild. They're just wild people, and it's really, it's it's interesting because and I knew I knew this, but I didn't know I didn't know quite like Jimmy Swagger and Mickey Gilly and Jerry Lee Lewis are all cousins. Like what? What kind of wild whack family tree is that? Like that's wild. Like Jimmy, isn't Jimmy Swagger the guy? Like ah, I'm soon. You know, is it or is that Falwell? I mean, he fucked up some shit anyway. But the brilliance of it, and, and Nick Toshis does this in a way because it seems like he's always Nick Toshis. Uh, I have this this other book of his about Sonny Liston, the devil and Sonny Liston. You know. These guys that are always kind of struggling with um, good and evil, right? Which is always like, it's kind of like the eternal question, isn't it? It's kind of like the eternal struggle is good and evil. Like, do I do the right thing? Can I do the right thing? You know, should I stay in this relationship? Should I leave? Should I fuck this bitch? Should I fucking, I'm tired of this bullshit, you know? Can I, I can't take it anymore, right? 
good versus evil, right? I can do, can I pull this off? Nah, do the right thing. Nah, do the right thing. You know, just the struggles. But, you know, but what I've realized is there's a lot of that in in people. Um, the other biography, Sam Shepard, the Sam Shepard biography I was toiling with. Um, same deal. Um, driven, just driven by something else. Um, in his case, it was an alcoholic father who just just wrecked, just wreaked havoc on, on, on his family's life, you know? And the family has to bear the repercussions of that shit, right? But that's, uh, but there's no formula, right? I mean, is there, is there one formula, one kind of textbook format for kind of growing up, you know, right? Like, birth school work death birth school work death and no i mean in between there's all kinds of like little wedged little things get wedged in there right you got little shims of wood just get it just gets kind of driven inside there you know your parental units that set the tone for things right it was on that uh was it it was a chris williamson podcast he was talking to um one of the one of the comedians or oh it was um was it Ricky Gervais or uh it was another Brit a British comedian somebody just said pay attention to the 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 oh it was uh no it was what's his name Jimmy Jimmy uh the British guy, Jimmy Carr. Yeah. And he said, look at the parents. So there's, you're either performing for your parent. You're either, either compensating for your, for something in uh, that your parents did to you, or you're trying to please them in some form. And that, that's, uh, that's typically the case, right? Same with alcoholism or same with like any affliction, same with, with kind of any domineering, kind of entity, right? Whether it's like mental health, you know, you're you're appeasing somebody's men- state of mental health, right? So you're performing for that mental health uh, glitch or inadequacy that uh, the family members have, usually your parents, maybe, right? And, the, but that, and that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be like that they're fucking just psychotic or sociopaths or fucking, you know, um, schizophrenic, they could just be just, uh, they could just be like Disney parents, fucking, like, what the fuck is that all about? Like, is there, like, an arrestive development of some sort? Like, at some, at, like, age 11, where you just stop, like, things just stop being cool, or, you know, like, you just, like, that year 11, or whatever it is, 9, 8, 12, 10, I don't know, like something, something happened to you along the way, right, you were at Disneyland, or you just got back from Disneyland, or you just, something in your, you know, it forced you to kind of go to that area in your life, maybe it was, maybe it was Disneyland, maybe it's like, to get away, to kind of check out, you went to Disneyland, and that's, you just, things were just better then, you just, just seemed like, once you got there, everything, everything else didn't matter, all the drama didn't matter, 
but uh, yeah, the number that the parents do on the kids, it's the gift that keeps on giving like herpes. So what else, what else is going on? Well, listen, I don't want to kind of sit here and do a bunch of navel gazing and all that shit. What did you do this year, Johnny? Um, fucking, it was a lot of, I did, I'll say this. I did some motherfucking camping. Camp with my lady in Placerville in February, in, uh, I was like March or April maybe? Because February, we did the, um, we did Beals Point out at Folsom the day of, uh, the night before the Super Bowl. God, it's been, my God. God, this year went by fast, man. Yeah, so like February 3rd. Being if, yeah, we were out at Folsom Lake. It was cold. But it, was, but it wasn't even that cold. Like, there's no more winter. Winter doesn't exist anymore. So, then Placerville, like in March. Then we did... Oh, we did. We definitely did Laguna a couple times, a few times, in the heat. We did... Um, Naked Man, the equivalent of Burning Man. That's kind of a sacred pilgrimage. It was our third, my third year, her second year. And uh, that was cool. Nobody, nobody OD'd this year. There, it wasn't, cha- it wasn't as chaotic as last year. Last year just seemed like it was, it just seemed like it was more EMTs on site, right? And uh, versus like the Burning Man in the Nevada desert now that got rained out and they were they were shipping people out of there. They were, car- they were trucking people out of there. Wild scene. But uh, yeah, a lot of camping. Um, not as many trips. Um, we did the one, at least the one Lake Tahoe trip, my lady and I. And... Uh, that was enjoyable. We got to eat at that. There was a German restaurant. It was all German. Had some schnitzel. They got schnauzer in the schnitzel. And uh, it's from Stripes, by the way. And, uh, oh, and uh, yeah, Santa Barbara. That was fun. It was definitely, um, it was definitely worth going down there. I just, that was a while. That was, because I, Santa Barbara was kind of, it was a mystery to me. Like, what what do people do there? But I get it now. It is kind of like the the uh, Spanish Riviera of California or whatever they call it. Um, it's just a nice. It's just it's not over. It's not overworked and overrun with people and particularly tourists. It's like a blend, like a little mix of just kind of locals and then a handful of people like me who just kind of wander around, maybe want to get, you know, eat at a good restaurant or something there. You got plenty of good food. But it's not overdone with, like, mm, I don't know, touristy bullshit. Like, if you go on to go see the missions or something like that. And, uh, but that was cool. That was, like, that was a nice, nice little getaway. But aside from that, boy, it's been hard. You know, we've been... Um, I didn't even, I didn't even make it down to see my, my daughter in 
UCLA. I did make it down to Santa Cruz to help my uh, youngest move into to, to college. But it's just been one of those. You know, it's kind of like just you're just staying f- just enough ahead of the pace where it's not kind of like overwhelming you. Like it's where it's not kind of where you're not getting getting like overwhelmed by the uh, or getting caught by the, 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 the waves, you know, like like when you're paddling in you're, the waves coming on, you know, and it's just about to just overtake it as it seems like that's that, you know, we get in that in those modes or you're just trying to stay ahead of yourself. You just want to, you just want to, you just want to be in the moment. You just want to be present. You know, this is where it's going to get a little, uh, aromatherapy, uh, aromatherapeutical and wellnessy talk. But, you know, staying in the present for me was pretty key, uh, because, I don't, because I, well, I found myself thinking too far ahead sometimes and not enjoying the moment. And, um, even if it's something mundane, even if it's something kind of, uh, nothing that's kind of, even if it's not moving the needle, if you're just sitting there, you're just watching football or you're whatever. If you're in the, if you're in the present moment, there's something there's something to be said for that. I don't know, it's kind of weird. It's kind of a weird little high to go on. It's kind of like a, I don't know. It's kind of like that the opposite it's the opposite of like like uh, when you're like sobering up or when you're coming up, coming out of I don't know, a long binge or something, you know. And it's that it's kind of a opposite high, right? Like like you're getting off on not getting off right <laughs> am i talking in circles what the fuck are you saying dude like jesus christ what do you got why does it always got to be some kind of mixed up whack sh- bullshit with you listen i'm here to talk about how things went this year and they went well okay so if you just get off my back thank you but the mm, the important part is that everybody uh it made it through uh the year safe the kids made it through uh, obviously that's to me the most important jesus despite the fact that my son's been down to southern california more times than fucking elon musk uh in the last six months i just fucking like it's amazing because this guy I, I don't even know how he got his license i so the, the fact that he drives down there uh in fact, he doesn't even have a car. He doesn't have a car. He doesn't have a running car. I love that. You know, that's one thing. I'll tell you that. One one thing about, you know, my my girls are all in school. All of them. Even my producer daughter. They're killing it in school. And that's fucking... That, that to me, is just something I can really feel good about. Right? But it's the boy. It's the boy. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, what's this guy going to... Like, he just kind of... He, um... He enrolled in school. And then all of a sudden, he's not in school. And it's like... And his... I don't know. My my mom, his grandmother was like... How did your classes go this year? And he was just playing along. But he got... I think he got dropped. I think 
I think it's even in his instructors have recommended maybe you should drop this instead of taking the F, right? So I guess you didn't have to ask him twice. So he's going to, you know, he's really just, um, I love it. It's not the preferred, um, again, it's not, it's not, it's not a textbook uh, approach to anything, but it's interesting. It's going to be fun to see what this guy, where this guy ends up. Um, because it's such a, it's such a, it's such a question mark. It's like, it's like, it's like when you go to a dealership and they, and they, you know, they get your credit information and they, and they just shotgun it. They just shotgun it to like 163 banks. You don't know what you're coming back with. You might get some crazy, you know, you might have some roachy ass customer in there that can, can barely, you know, afford to finance a, a fucking hot dog. And they just shotgun blast his uh, credit information to 163 banks and come back with some kind of like 3% rate on a, you know, on a 2018 Toyota Camry. And now you're like, motherfucker, you better take this. And you can't even, you can't even explain to like the customer, like what a gift this is that they need to take this. Because what do they end up ultimately doing, particularly if they are a roach, if they're a deadbeat, you know, if there's like a 320 credit score, they're like, huh, I got a proof of this. Well, I'm going to go get a brand new car. I'm not going to stay here. I'll, I'll be back. Then they lie to you. They tell you they'll be back. Then they go off somewhere else. They get rejected everywhere else. They come back. Now, the fucking bank that approved them at a 320 score just got wise. And they're like, what? oh, God, I must have been fucking, I must have been fucking, uh, free basin ground up light bulbs when I made that call. So fuck this guy. And then they can't get shit. So, so I guess in the end, really the moral of this whole podcast is not so much about a year end review. And it's not about kind of any one particular nugget of wisdom or just, uh, uh, an example of a situation or a problem that you solve that kind of reverberated through the rest of your, you know, kind of showing you the light. No. No, it's really just like, if you get a good call, man, fucking take that. Take that shit. <laughs> it's something that simple. It's something that simple. It's like, it's like, I don't know. It's It's about, I don't know, it's a lot like, it's like, I guess it's a lot like that Buddhist that that Buddhist joke I guess that goes uh you know I went up to uh, the the one Buddhist monk ran into the other Buddhist monk down by the river and he said I spent the last 10 years up in the mountains in a cave meditating teaching me how to walk across water he said well the other monk says, well, why do, well the ferry's only a dollar. <laughs> it's like, the, the more you know, like, mm, the less you probably need it, you know? So, stay present. And uh, I'm not going to overwhelm me with a bunch of anecdotal bullshit and about fucking doing this or that. Just do what makes you happy, right? 
Um, knock on wood, it seems to be working for uh, for the boy. I don't know. And if that guy was a picture of uh, happiness, boy, I, don't, I mean, I can't tell you. You know, <laughs> it's, can somebody be so happy about life and not be dumb? Yeah, that's the question. Uh, but anyway, that's about the size of things. Um, this is the last... Oh, shit, this is the last podcast of the year, motherfuckers. Motherfuckers! So I'm going to start the first year, the first podcast of 2024 with my 300th episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Johnny. It's a preview of things to come. Well, I'm sure it'll be a humdinger, too. So uh, until then... Uh, don't eat the yellow snow. Let's go. I'm going to take Washington over, uh, Texas for, uh, New Year's Day. And, uh, who's the other game? Alabama and, uh, fucking who? Alabama and, uh, Jesus. Ah, fuck. Is it Georgia? Ah, hell. I don't know. Anyway... That's all I got for you today. I'll talk at you later. Arrivederci, baby.